When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, welcome to The Tent. I'm your host, Scott Thelman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. Like any hobbyist, I have tendencies, habits, and preferences in my aquarium setup and stocking that just seem to be recurring themes. One of those tendencies that I've developed over many years is an appreciation for fishes that have a subtle beauty as opposed to the flashy ones. Now, I don't know if it's just me, but I have this thing about brown and gray fishes, subtle ones with a splash of color. I've written about this before and it always catches an empathetic air from some fish geek somewhere who agrees with my less than chromatically brilliant aesthetic choices. And I figure out, and spend a lot of time actually trying to figure out what it is about the somewhat chromatically challenged fishes that I love so much. Now don't get me wrong, I can appreciate the incredible colors of a fancy beta, an Emler's live bear, brilliantly covered, you know, colored tetras, a beautiful discus, all that kind of stuff. And of course, a reef or so saltwater fishes. I love them and I keep many of these. However, it's just that when I'm selecting fishes for my botanical style aquariums, I tend to go after the more subtly colored ones for the bulk of the fish population in a given aquarium. Sure, I'll often put in a fish or two that has a big pop of color for some kind of dramatic effect. However, the majority of the fishes in my tanks are subtly attractive, or just subtle as one of my friends tells me. Like, for example, the stars in one of my recent office tanks that you'd see so much here are the diptail pencilfish, Nanostoma sequus, or the sailfin tetra, Cranucus spirillus. Really nice fish, cool fish, unusual fish, but not the kind of fish that you're going to go, uh, you know, walk by the tank and catch a glimpse of and they, as they swim by and go, whoa, those are crazy, they're incredible. Rather, they're the kind of fishes that have their own quiet charm, fishes that lure you in and get you looking at them for a while and going, wow, I really like these. They blend nicely into their surroundings, have interesting color patterns, and sort of hold your attention a bit longer than, say, a school of bright, flashy cardinal tetras. Now, for a pop in color, I always seem to choose a fish that is indeed colorful, but maybe one that wouldn't be your first choice to blow people's minds. Like, for example, uh, the orange version of the flame tetra, Hephaestobrycon uh, flamius, a domesticated variant of the popular so-called beginner's fish. If I had a dollar for every time someone walks by the tank or sees a picture of the tank, sees those fish in there and says, what is that? I wouldn't have to sell botanicals for a living. Seriously, there's something to be said for bright, but not outrageous fishes in a natural setting. I remember when I was a kid, my dream tank in my mind always had, you know, black gravel and a huge school of cardinal or neon tetras in them. And I think it was about contrast. And I still like that look. Yet as I've gotten older and more experienced as an aquarius, I found that I tend to favor more subtle fishes that sort of blend in harmoniously with their environment. In the botanical style blackwater aquarium, it's great to have a little pop of color against the deep rich colors of leaves, pods, and wood, and the tinted water. However, one of the surprising things I've discovered is that the more subtle fishes tend to pop more in blackwater tanks. Now, not surprising not in that they display better colors. The environmental conditions we create obviously assist in that, and that's kind of a known thing but surprising in that they tend to catch your eyes more than I expected. Even the more cryptically colored fishes and weird shaped fishes tend to do this, like the Farlowello catfishes and uh, 
you know, other bottom dwelling Carasidium and, and some of the interesting darter tetras. Like they're somehow more engaging in this setting than the more obvious brightly colored fishes, which is really interesting to me. There's something I enjoy about being able to take in the whole picture of an aquarium and not have any one element really make a huge impression on you. Rather, it's nice to have the entire aquarium provide a sort of a vibe and take you on a little journey of discovery to draw you in. In my opinion, the very best aquariums, marine or freshwater, keep you engaged for a long time, as if strolling in a garden, discovering little surprises along the way. The best aquariums I've ever seen don't stand out because of that one spectacular element. Rather, it's a combination of things working together, creating an intricate collage of color, texture, and structure. Regardless of what the primary focus of the aquarium is, fish, plants, hardscape, whatever, it's the combination of elements that seems to create the whole impression. For example, some tanks are filled with all sorts of botanical elements, as surprising as palm fronds or as common as leaves and plants, yet the entire picture is truly greater than the sum of its parts. The fishes tend to become the kinetic element in a well-thought-out display, I guess if you want to put it artistically anyway, a moving living component which weaves the whole thing together. And that's where the less vibrant fishes come in. In my opinion, if you had nothing but crazy colored fishes, the tank itself would just tend to be the background, a supporting player in a larger cast of characters. By incorporating more subtly beautiful fishes into your aquarium, you've woven together a combination of colorful, interesting elements that form the whole picture, truly greater than the sum of its parts. A lot of outstanding aquariums arise from a vision, a dream, an idea, a means to execute something which may have caught our fancy, perhaps the way a certain piece of wood or the texture of the substrate play with each other, something which speaks to us, a cast of separate players working together to create something amazing. It seems that no matter how we plan them in our head, they always come together in ways that perhaps we never even imagined. And as they evolve, morph into more rich, complex works of living art, not unlike nature itself. That's the beauty of subtlety. Just a little thought for you today on a Friday. Hope you uh, get something out of it. Let me know if there's something that uh, catches your eye occasionally that's, say, less than super colorful. I'd like to hear about it. Until next time, think about that big picture. Stay engaged. Stay creative. Stay inspired. Stay dynamic. Stay subtle. And always stay wet. This is Scott Feldman from Tannin Aquatics. Thanks for spending part of your day with me, and I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tint.